0: travel through space and I can travel through time but I can't always be there when you need me. Sometimes you have to take survival upon yourselves. What will you do when the shadows come and you can't turn away from the darkness ahead? For time has looked at your faces and time never forgets. Discussing Who is brought to you by Audible. You've probably heard of Audible, but just in case, they are the world's leading provider of audiobooks. They have more than 180,000 titles. So here's how you get started. Point your favorite web browser to audibletrial.com slash discussingwho. That's audibletrial, all one word, A-U-D-I-B-L-E-T-R-I-A-L.com slash discussingwho, also one word. And that's how you get your free book. What could be better than that?
1: Cry.
2: Good morning, good evening, and whatever you want to call it. We are actually a little bit on virtual, pretend location. We're coming live or not live, or in the future live, or whatever live from the location of the coal hill school as everyone knows is what the location of an unearthly child and as part of doctor who and i really don't like what i'm just saying so i'm gonna cut that out i didn't (laughs) like that so we're gonna start over that was a little complicated yeah (laughs) yeah (laughs) all right so i'm gonna just start back over All right, everyone, it's time to take your seats, because guess what? Class is in session, and depending upon when and where you are, you may or you may not have seen class, but we actually have the grace of bending time a little bit, bending space a little bit, and we have seen class. So we are going this episode to be talking about, as obviously, Class, which is a spinoff to the one and the only Doctor Who. So joining me tonight is Mr. Lee Shackelford. Hey, Lee. Hi, hi, guys. Hey, Lee. How's it going?
0: Very good. Very good. Glad to be with you to talk about class. Exactly. Um, we, we've had a lot of anticipation about this, so now we can finally, yeah.
2: Talk about put it. Put our heads together. Yeah. All right. Well, joining us, as always, is Mr. Clarence
1: Brown. Hey, Clarence. Hey, how you doing, guys? Is good to be on for another show? Yep,
2: absolutely. And you know what? I'll I'll be honest with you. I really enjoyed class. I don't want to get really into it yet, but I just didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I did.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I
2: guess we can talk about that. Yeah. <laughs> about
0: why you weren't expecting to, but yeah.
2: Well, yeah, well, yeah, we'll get, but we'll get into that. Uh, but I want to talk uh, a little bit about um, since we're talking Doctor Who, and we are recording this almost at Christmas. This is the twenty second of December of twenty sixteen, and uh, we are days away from the only Doctor Who Christmas episode, or actually, the only Doctor Who episode period in twenty sixteen. The Return of Dr. Mysterio. Guys, what do you think? Uh, Lee, I'll let you go first on this one.
0: It's funny. Uh, until you said it just now, I had forgotten that the, we have an actual Doctor Who episode coming out. <laughs> so I guess I haven't been thinking much about it. I, I've been um, been uh, kind of disappointed with the, the, uh, the Christmas specials for a while. And um, I can't say there's anything I've seen in the trailers for this one that have made me... I want to jump up and clap my hands in childlike glee but um but it is a return of doctor who thank goodness and uh so you know I'll be there
2: right. Clarence what do you think
1: uh well you know um I've I guess I've mildly enjoyed them I haven't hated them uh which again I'm new who um and, and just uh, to piggyback off that uh, I recently listened to the cultum collective podcast and they kind of Gave their synopsis on, you know, which of the Christmas episodes they've enjoyed. And, you know, it hasn't been great from their their reactions. I don't think they've enjoyed them very much. You know, they uh, pointed out a few of the notable ones uh, that I can't remember the names of. uh, The one when uh, 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 David Tennant, when we first saw him. The Christmas uh, Invasion. Yeah. Yeah, the Christmas invasion. Uh, I think that was mostly their favorite one uh, out, out of uh, the guys that were on the show. but yeah, it's it, to it, I kind of agree that it hasn't been great, but by the same token, I've really enjoyed it, um, being a new who person versus you know kind of the the old the, uh, slate of, of fans.
2: Well, I, I will say this if I, you know if I sit there and I go back and I look at the ones that I actually repeat. Every one of the ones that I actually go back and look at have have one thing in common and that is somebody left or it was either a regeneration or a post regeneration story. The others, you know, I, I may have seen once. Like there's one where it's the doctor, or the witch in the wardrobe or something. I've not seen that since its original airing. You know. Nor have I. You know, so you know, it it's right up what you're saying, Clarence. It's it's pretty much, you know, the, the same, it's just Christmas episode. But yeah, the, the yeah. fact that it is the only Christmas, I mean, only episode for this year, I think that adds a little more expectation. And I will say that I saw a tweet from Katie Manning, who evidently really enjoyed the screening that she saw. So um, you know, Joe Grant likes it, so I'll put it that way.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, I'm Katie Manning I'm re-
2: is also relentlessly positive. So yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> You have to take that into account. <laughs> True. And uh, just as an FYI, it is at Katie Manning official is her um, Twitter, and she is very, very positive. Most of – well, I won't say most. I don't think I have seen a non-positive tweet since either as myself following her or as discussing who following her on Twitter. I don't think I've ever seen anything not positive from her. So kudos to her. Indeed. All right, so uh Clarence, do you have any n-
1: news for us uh no, I do not uh no, I don't have anything you lee what do you have anything to share with us yeah not not uh,
2: not without knowing when this episode's gonna air i guess not so, <laughs> yeah. you know. and, and guys that, uh, news uh, yeah. you know. Well, here's the deal for anyone listening. We have yet to determine when we're going to actually release this episode because we're debating back and forth between do we want to release it with spoilers or are we wanting to wait for 2017? So just know that whenever you're listening to it that we are recording it in uh, 2016, but you might be listening to it as a new show in 2017, but regardless mm. our opinions about the uh, show class will remain unchanged. Hopefully. <laughs> uh, all right. oh, I, I can't, I can't commit to that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, p- perhaps, all right, perhaps. So, perhaps, perhaps. All right. So let's, let's, um, let's kind of give class a setup. It is obviously set at Coal Hill school. It is set with a group of students who are, I would say, equivalent to what we call seniors here in the States. And uh, they're in their final years, which uh, either one of you take this one. I would think that majority of the people who were playing them were not actually, you know, 17, 18 years old. I think they would be older than that. Would you agree?
1: Yeah, which is often the case with these shows. They're probably early 20-somethings playing late teens, I would imagine.
0: I would agree. And it's okay. I I think it reads. I think it plays well. Uh, I'm the same age uh, as Michael J. Fox almost to the day. So uh, when he was playing a high schooler in Back to the Future, uh, I was in graduate school. (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, so you know i was kind of watching him on the screen saying i know how old you really are and you know i buy it i buy that he's a high school senior it's okay and um yeah i i, I i'm willing to completely buy that these guys are all uh high school seniors
2: well agreed yep agreed agreed so you know uh for anyone who has not figured out yet we will have spoilers in our conversation. So if for whatever reason, whenever this goes out, if you have not seen it and you have do not want spoilers, put us on pause, save this episode until you have actually seen it because uh, we don't want to ruin the show for you because, like yeah. I said, I really enjoyed it. All right, so let's get started with... The main cast. I think it would be cool to talk about the cast before we kind of talk about what happened to them. So, we have four main students that are the center. And it, in a way, I think it kind of turned out to be five people, but you've got the teacher mm-hmm. and yep. you've got the uh, four main students. Now, going into before watching the first episode, uh, let me tell you what my trepidation was. When I found out that it was set at the school and we're coming off seeing Clara in a class in the school, I did not want it to be that aged character because, no offense to the Sarah Jane adventures, I did not want it to be too kiddy, you know, too, mm-hmm. too focused. Because, for all intents and purposes, Doctor Who itself is a family show, so you don't get too adult or too deep with dr who so i wanted to see something that didn't go in the less direction i either wanted it to be as much of dr who or maybe a little more but it but not not in the younger you know don't go the younger direction and thankfully they didn't do that so um what did you guys think of the setup and lee since you're the writer what did you think of how they form the setup of of the show class oops i gotta hang on this is our
0: anticipated uh, yep. edit here i'm afraid this
2: uh, i'll have to go off for a few minutes sure I...
0: okay all
2: right clarence so tell me what did you think of the setup for class
1: uh, it's, it's rather interesting uh Maybe you can answer a question for me real quick, and I don't know if I'm remembering it correctly. Didn't Torchwoods have something to where they're on some plane or existence or something that allows monsters to come to Cardiff on a regular basis?
2: Yeah, there was or- a rift that was caused by the Canary Wharf, or it was Canary Bay or something. But there was something that happened in Season 1, the the Ninth Doctor season, and it had to do with the... Uh, I can't remember the, the Sladeen, I think, the big tall uh, creatures with the big eyes that, that, you know, use people. They kill people and then use their uh, skin as suits. Um, yes. There was something that happened in that episode that created a rift. And they they were basically, if I remember correctly, on Torchwood, that was what they were doing was protecting the rift. And uh, that was also remember, there was one episode where the doctor came and recharged the TARDIS on the rift on the rift. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So so very much in that same vein we have here where in class shenanigans happen and something causes a tear (laughs) in space and time or whatever, uh, which allows the same type of. Um, I'm not gonna say paranormal. Uh, alien, uh, space time activity to happen, at uh at this school. Which I thought, you know, since we have some of the same producers from Torchwood working on this, it seems like they kind of just took that idea and uh and, and added it to uh, Cole Hill Academy. Uh, did Did that ring true with you as well?
2: You know, I I I did see some similarities, but I did like the fact that. For the most part, I found myself liking these characters for class. For the most part, better than some of the people in in uh, Torchwood. Really? (laughs) Yeah, because you know there were some characters in Torchwood that were not, for me, I I don't say as personable as you know, these characters that they created. So Lee, what was your take on the actual setup for class?
0: Uh, I had some of the same concerns about uh, whether or not they would be, um, too young to be of interest to me. Um, even though I was a big fan of the Sarah Jane adventures, but I, I, I always understood that I was watching a show intended for, um, preteens. I mean, that was his intent, you know? Um, but, um, you know, I was at um, I was at Gallifrey one time when somebody was talking about uh, well, John Berriman was the guest on stage and somebody in the audience was talking about Sarah Jane as being Dr. Who for children. And he kind of snorted and said, uh, well, Dr. Who's for children. <laughs> and, uh, and that got some booze. And he said, look, Dr. Tor- Torchwood is Dr. Who for grownups. You know, and it, it was interesting to feel the dynamic in that room. These people who love him suddenly shift <laughs> <kind of> oh,
1: <laughs> angrily oh, <man>. toward him.
0: <laughs> but, um, but, you know, I, I, he's not wrong. Um, so I, I thought, well, if Doctor Who is for the family, and this is going to be about younger characters, what does that mean exactly? And, boy, if anything, I think this is... Um, not for the whole family. This yeah, is, definitely, this definitely. is more, uh, really more sophisticated relationships and a much franker way of talking about, you know, um, human life and things that people do. And um, it's just um, it is more intense in, in, uh, in an emotional sense, which I think is appropriate to the to the age range, to, to the age of the
2: characters. Agreed. 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 So, yeah. so let's go over real quick. Let's just kind of touch bases on the main characters. So we, I'm just going to mm. use their first names, with the exception of uh, Charlie, which, um, again, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But we we see that Charlie and Miss Quill, the teacher, is not necessarily all that they seem we find out that they are (laughs) actually aliens who were rescued by none other than the doctor. Now in the The, first episode and the doctor now (laughs) in the first episode, when they were being rescued and the TARDIS was appearing until we went back and we actually saw that uh, from another angle, you know, saw that happening again from a different perspective when the TARDIS appeared I immediately assumed that the person who rescued them was the ninth doctor. Hmm. Why do you think I thought that? No idea. Clarence, do you have an idea?
1: Yeah, I I'm, I'm confused on that one as well.
2: Okay, here here is why. Every doctor since it's come back in 2005, uh, 2005 has had a theme. Each each doctor has had a different, you know, musical. Oh,
0: that's true. Theme.
2: Yeah. The music that they played when the TARDIS appeared was the ninth doctor's theme.
0: You're right. And I did notice that. You're right.
2: And, you know, I was like, okay, I've not heard that in several years. And yeah. then when they showed the 12th doctor coming to rescue, I was like, uh you know, I'm glad to see the doctor, but yet yeah. I, I kind of liked it. You know, I, I, I wish they, if they were going to play that particular music, then when he saw them again, <laughs> But maybe they wouldn't have recognized him immediately if if he had not have been you know Peter Capaldi right. or whatever.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, and, and, and yeah, and and that kind of makes a little more sense because you see that they're while they're they're not really well adjusted, they are kind of well adjusted. They have jobs and they're going to school and they they kind of for the most part fit in as normal people. And you know if if you know if our current doctor did it, you didn't think that they would have enough time to fully adjust. Uh, by the time the show starts, so it kind of makes sense if it was a night night doctor, actually.
2: Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I can go with that. Well, with Charlie, who is the uh, we find out is the prince of his people, th- they gave him the last name Charlie Smith, and I thought, okay, that is really cool, playing off the John <laughs> Smith name. That 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 was cool. Um, and you assumed that was the doctor's idea, <laughs> right? Absolutely, you're
1: going to need a name of some kind, yeah. And why do I don't get that reference?
2: John Smith is the name. He is, is his alias that he's used all the way back to, was it the second or did it go all the way back to even the first Dr. Lee? You know, I don't
0: know how far back that goes, but yeah, he's always, he's been, apparently he only knows one terrestrial name. So he's always John Smith. Uh And it's nice because you can't connect that with anything else because, you know, there's a million of them.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
0: Yeah, so I just assume he said, uh, "Charlie, you're probably going to need a name of some kind." Uh, Smith, obviously. So. <laughs> so,
2: so we have uh, the other alien who is I cannot uh, pronounce her name in their own language, but she is known as Miss Quill, and we find out very quickly that the two aliens, while they may look alike. Do not get along very well. They are from different uh, sections of their species, and she is basically—correct me if I'm wrong, guys—but I would consider her, and I—I I don't want to say a prisoner, but almost as a, an indentured servant or a slave to him. Well,
0: that's part of their tension—is that she sees herself as a slave, and he keeps correcting her that she is his <laughs> prisoner.
2: And, so it depends on who's telling the story. Correct, correct. Now, in, a, in addition to them, we have another character named April, who is um, all very central, actually, to the entire story. We have Tanya, and we have Ram, who um, also are central. Now, interestingly enough, I don't think this story would have worked as well without all of them because i think they each brought a dynamic to the story what uh clarence what did you think
1: yeah yeah i mean i i like the um you know as we were talking before the diversity of the cast um they both did play a central role in actually um playing out the story by the time we get to the end to see what happens. And yeah, it's it's just, it was, it was fun seeing these guys on screen. Um, You know, they each had their trials and I guess you could say, kind of say they each had their, their episode, quote unquote, where they kind of went through their own thing uh, and had to overcome something. So that was good to see. And I thought through the course of the, the series, it, it just made it fun to see kind of a different person take, taking focus. And then, you know, of course, have to come together, together as a team and, and try to get the bad guys. So
2: so speaking of the bad guys, Lee, uh, uh, why don't you tell everyone, kind of tell everybody who, who were the bad guys? Initially, the bad guys, I should say. Hmm. Yeah, you, you now make me wish that I had
0: been uh, taking notes because uh, I've uh, 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 I'm not entirely sure. I right, well, uh, I'm going oh, to. I, I, I'm thinking about the backstory for uh, for
2: Charlie and Miss Quill. Yeah, uh, no. and, and that's basically who I'm talking about as being the bad guys. Okay, because there's also the Shadow Realm people who,
0: uh, to me, look like the uh, the aliens from uh, Fires of Pompeii um, at first. And uh I thought that was super cool too but um yeah you 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 got me on the uh
2: well, uh, that's who I'm referring to, so if there's some yeah. other bad well, i know there's and we'll get to the spoiler at the you know the the cliffhanger at the end, but uh to me i saw those the the fires I'm from pay people is the shadow Ken I saw them as being the central bad guys of the and over you know over all the eight episodes. Uh, Clarence, what would you say? Do you agree?
1: Uh, yeah, I definitely agree. Um, they kind of weave them in throughout the series and definitely the first and in, in the final episode of the series, they were the, uh, the main, the main baddies. So in the first episode, we basically
2: see the, the, the shadow can, as they're referred to, they come to earth They're attacking, they they attack a prom, of all things. And that is when I realized that, hey, this is not going to be the kiddie version uh, or anything like that. We basically see Ram's girlfriend get butchered in front of him with all the gore and the blood and all that. And then we see him lose a leg, uh, all, uh, you know, in part of the story. And we also see the character of April lose half of her heart uh, merging per se a little bit with the king of the shadow can, but yeah, we also
1: go ahead. Uh, yeah. That whole part where she merges with the king of the shadow can and the whole, the gun and the transfer of souls or whatever, or parts when the gun is fired, I wish they would have kind of fleshed that out a little bit more because it really didn't make sense to me because there were some points in the series where I know Charlie fired the gun, uh, other people fired the gun, but it didn't have the same effect as it had in the initial uh episode when when uh when when it was actually fired by April. True, good point. And now was y'all just trying to see if I missed something or they just really didn't explain it good enough. <laughs> Lee, what do you think?
0: I had the same question. I, I I wanted a little more rule teaching there <laughs> as, as a screenwriting term. You know, I really wanted a little more uh, something that would have given us some insight into exactly how these things work. But, you know, without it, there is an element of surprise. You know, when somebody picks up the gun, you know, <laughs> is it going to backfire on them, be, do nothing, what, you know?
2: Yeah. Um, well. So. Well, I will say one of my favorite parts of, Uh, This particular episode, we see some names on the board, uh, a C. (laughs) Oswald and a D. Pink. Oh, man. That was cool. Uh, That was hard to see, man. (laughs) But we also saw a um, particular person who's actually worked there before. That was really cool. Um, And he was actually where he had his tools when he worked there, which was in the auditorium and that person was none other than i believe what did they call him while he worked there i think he was the The caretaker, the caretaker. so we got to see the caretaker again and uh what's uh what was that, he? what that, who's he also that, known as i can't remember <laughs> yeah, i think the doctor
0: the in john smith scene and, yeah in that first episode he he says very just toss it off i used to work here
2: i used to work here yeah yeah <laughs> that, like that was that's awesome really.
0: That same memorial board that mentions uh, uh, Clara and Danny, uh, way up on the top, just in the corner of one frame, says S. Foreman. Really? Um, yeah, and I, I, it was prominent enough that I was able to do a screen grab of it, and uh, so I've still got that somewhere. But I thought that's nice. So I guess she's missing, presumed dead. That nobody's <laughs> ever figured out what happened to Susan. So at some point, they just decided. Oh to- man. Okay, that's crazy.
2: so I guess. I guess if when Ian and Barbara got back, they they couldn't really explain, even though they may have known, they couldn't explain what happened to Susan.
1: And that would make yeah. sense.
2: Sure, yeah. Was she like the first
1: name <laughs> on the board? Or no. She just, no, she's... Oh.
0: Yeah. But huh. she is at the top of a column, and I know they did that on purpose, so that if your eye is trying to scan them, you do see that one first. But that yeah, is kind says of cool. S-formin. And you have to... that That really... That's some fan service there, because... Foreman is not really her name. That's a surmise, you know, right. based on the fact that she, she lives at the address that it says
2: Foreman on the wall. I but, am um, Foreman yeah. 70 Yard, 76, 76 yeah. Totters Lane.
1: And the fact that <laughs> yeah, I know that is an, sad. Yeah. No, it's it was not. Also
0: marvelous. I mean,
1: All right. It so, was also really interesting how they kind of explain why the school looks so fresh and new. <laughs> true. Yeah. True. The doctor says there's been upgrades. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) And and again,
0: fan service, because we saw the school um, as recently in the new series, of course, as when Clara is teaching a different form or grade. And then in the original series, we saw it in Remembrance of the Daleks. Correct. So if people wanted to try to draw a line through those
2: things, they'd say, these buildings look nothing alike.
0: Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, it's a new building. Let's
1: move on.
2: (laughs) Now, when... um when he was teaching at school reunion, when he saw Sarah Jane, was that Cole Hill or did they just never say what the name of the school was? I don't think it's, they did.
0: I think they did. And it's a, it's a different school because okay. I remember having the same question. I was like, "Oh, we're back at Cole.
2: Hill." Oh no, we're not. No, we're no, here. no, we're not. Well, you know, after seeing the doctor, he basically sets up, um, you know, the show basically says, you guys are the protectors here. And he gives Ram a, a new leg to replace the one that was lost. So we go a very cool leg, too. Very cool looking leg, too. Exactly. So we next go into the coach with the dragon tattoo. So what did you guys think of that, Clarence? Take uh, that one.
1: Yeah. Well, just before I get into to the coach, I just want to speak on like the the very Game of Thrones like. Uh, uh, mentality this show has as far as characters and you know everybody's expendable <laughs> to a certain extent you know everybody can get injured really badly it, just to speak on the leg getting getting chopped off so yeah it it, it was a lot of death and a lot of uh i don't know gore in this in this series and it was just kind of surprising as well as welcome uh and something related mm-hmm. to doctor who um, uh, yeah,
0: I, I, I had the same thought. When, uh, when it looked like Ryan was going to get his leg cut off, there is that instinctive part of me that we're watching a TV show about teenagers, and they're not going to cut his leg off. Holy crap, they cut his leg off.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah.
2: You well, uh, you fans know, and,
0: of um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. will remember a similar moment where I said, well, they're not
2: going to – oh, they did. Okay. Yeah, they did. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, that's just like with the, um, in the next episode with the coach – you don't expect the coach to literally be killing students or you don't expect the coach to kill another coach or to kill the lunchroom lady or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you don't expect that. But yet here you are, you're seeing it Mm-hmm. now. Yeah, I really did, like
1: this story. I thought it was, it was very well done and interesting, uh, to, to have that tattoo trapped on him and his, uh, spouse or, um, Coming to get 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 the uh, mm-hmm. the creature back, which I thought was kind of awesome. Yeah, fun idea.
2: And you know, it reminded me of the episode. Uh, it was with the eleventh Doctor and Clara, and they are. It's the ghost story where they're in. You know, they're trying to find a ghost. It's set in the eighteen hundreds. It has uh, Strax, Jenny, and Madame Vastra in it. Uh, I can't remember the name of the actual episode but it ended up with two aliens um basically two aliens that were mates of each other that were separated and that the, oh, that right. that yes. kind of reminded me of that with the mm-hmm. when you found out hey the tattoos are actually you know two mates not 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 the single being yeah and in the next one, the next one was a little bit morbid in the sense of it was <laughs> called Night Visiting. And it, mm. it basically was aliens that were coming and visiting, visiting you with uh, memories or look, looking like deceased loved ones. And I thought that was, A, kind of cr- cruel, and B, um, interesting that they would go with that. So, um, Lee, what did you think?
0: Uh, this is probably my favorite episode, uh, actually, of the of the series so far. And um, because uh, of that, that morbid cruelty—not um, because I'm a fan of morbid cruelty, but because um, I thought that makes a very compelling uh, villain. Is that that's that's a terrible way to get victims, and it would work. It's yeah, great.
1: definitely, definitely.
0: And um, and, and may we pull over on the side of the road here for a minute to talk about Vivian Opara, who plays Tanya in this series. Um, A lot of the episode is spent with her basically rooted to one spot, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, trying to to negotiate the six inches between her and this uh, being that appears to be her lost father. And I think it's one of the most remarkable um, performances uh, that I've seen on television in a long, long time. I just think she's stunning it's it's really it's amazing to 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 put an actress as young as she is in that kind of scenario and then have it be visually compelling to the audience if you think about it she's she can't move yeah (laughs) and that whole story is being told in her face in her voice in the torsion of her body it's a it's a very sophisticated performance and vivian opara my goodness
2: well, I'll go you one step further, and yes, I mm-hmm. agree with everything you just said, but I will extend what you said also to the other actors. We only had eight episodes of this series. Yeah. And in that eight episodes, not only by the time where we finished did I want to see more, but mm-hmm. it, it was to the point to where you felt like, A, you could kind of relate to them, you kind of... You know, you you knew their takes, you knew their tricks. And the biggest thing that I noticed, anytime you have an ensemble cla- cast, cast, excuse me, you are <laughs> going to have, at least for me, there's going to be one character that's like, eh, meh, don't quite care. You know, you're okay, but I wouldn't yeah, want to it. watch an episode about you. Right. Sure. But it's somebody else's favorite. But it's somebody else's favorite. Yeah. But very yeah, rarely right. do I have one where I like every one of the characters. In this, yeah. I liked every one of the characters.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just piggybacking off what Lee just said about uh, uh, Vivian of our, um, This is like one, one of two times I really remember distinctly where she kind of outsmarts the enemy. Uh, so okay. it looks like she's playing along with what's going on, and you know, in a twist <laughs> somewhere near the their, end of their exchange, she winds up turning on the enemy. And I thought that was really cool. And obviously, she's kind of like the smart younger uh, kid out of the bunch, and it it shows definitely. It's a fun idea. She is
0: the youngest of them and way the smartest.
2: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. and they keep playing yeah. up. You know, they play up on that several times that you know she is the youngest, but yet. The smartest.
1: Yeah, also we see Miss Quill kind of get tested for the first time in this episode, which I thought was interesting. That's true. And this was,
2: I think, at the point in the show that I said, you know, it started out with four students, but it really turned into kind of five. This is when, and I don't know if I'm going to pronounce his name correctly, Mat Matusis.
0: it's yeah i think that's right okay i I, I was trying to catch it too
2: it's polish i don't i don't know yeah m-a-t-t-e-m-a-t-t-e-u-s-z yeah but that's uh and and you know speaking of uh you know not being a show for children you know you actually uh have him and charlie take their relationship as it says in wikipedia to the next level so you know that, and, and that's also when he becomes uh, more involved in the actual overall story. Yeah. Which I will say this: I expected him at some point to die, at uh, especially toward the end. I figured you know his days were numbered, which he didn't die, but I actually expected that to happen.
0: Well, it's, it's and I think that's exactly what uh, Clarence and I were both saying earlier: is that there are now sort of story structure beats like that that we expect. And now that Matouche and Charlie are a couple, we know how much we know how, we know now how much he, mar- he matters to Charlie. So wouldn't it be really cruel to take Charlie's lover away? Yeah. Mm. So we're not going to do that because that's what you expect. Exactly. Exactly. And
1: he definitely was needed in the later parts of the story when he's kind of the moral compass of uh, Charlie. And, yeah, we couldn't couldn't have the exchange that happened in the last few episodes without him.
2: That's right, and you know, I thought it was quite interesting that the actor Mm. that played uh, Charlie, Charlie is played with this seething anger that you can just see boiling under the surface, even though he seems so calm, seems so nice, looks like this, Mm. you know, typical next door, you know, hello, he's just the boy next door, but you see Mm -hmm. that is not the case you, you know you can it's played and portrayed very very well
0: and he's also i uh, i was immediately drawn to him because he's he also gets to sort of be the uh, spock slash data character too. <laughs> correct yeah he, he, he's a little bit outside of human thought and behavior and needs to fit in so he asks absurdly innocent questions and uh yeah. and you know i think that's always charming and uh, he's just so. quirky enough <laughs>
1: yeah that's right and yeah yeah, I mean, also another character that really stands out to me is um, uh, Sophie Hopkins' character, April. Yes, uh, mm-hmm. she. It, I think as far as character growth, she may be the biggest of uh, out of everyone because mm. at the beginning, at the very beginning, she's like the nerd outcast girl of the group, and and by the end, she's just a badass. It's just yeah. a, <laughs> yeah. a huge change, which yeah. that came kind of <laughs> yeah. quickly.
0: But yeah, it was it was it was great to see. Well, but not incredibly yeah if, if that stuff happened to you then yeah you, <laughs> you do the same thing yeah yeah i love the exchange
2: and then suddenly she's got swords well it's a scimitar but yeah but <laughs> well, it's still a sword
0: <laughs> whatever
2: but you know especially in the you know episode four and five you start seeing her background and you start to see okay her mother's in a wheelchair but yet oh here's why the father you know tried to commit suicide and take him, take them with them and take them uh, with him Yeah. You know, and it's like, okay, you, you know, you see where some of this strength is coming from. So we see in episode five, she actually goes with, well, Ram follows her, but she goes back to the shadow kin and actually mm-hmm. fights the king. She doesn't kill the king. She fights yeah. him. She becomes the king. Because yeah. uh, what was it they said? Um, the that you don't have a queen there. You know they just only recognize the king. So wh- whatever sex yeah. you are, you're automatically the the the, the king. The king. Yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, which which. Some some of her fight scenes, uh, especially in that episode, was kind of hard for me to buy because <laughs> it just wasn't good choreographed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I guess it was I good had that problem, movie. too. Yeah.
2: So what did you think of those two episodes, Lee? Oh,
0: I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to jump on what Clarence was saying here. We're, we're both talking at once. Um, but, yeah, yeah I... I um, I, I did I don't enjoy the stuff in the in the shadow realm, and so I was glad when we we're not there. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure why not. I think it's just be that it looks so much like a sound stage and people in suits. And yeah, like, yeah. so much of the rest of the alienness of the the series is is so much more convincing. Um, and I know it that it sounds funny for me as a Doctor. Who fan to complain about alien worlds that look like the inside of a sound stage <laughs> with people wearing. <laughs> suits but um you know it's just that's real obviously what it is cool effect though i like the uh i like the little bits of a fire glowing between their joints and things like that i think that's that's very cool to look at but i don't know we've we've talked about this before i'm just sick of of uh you know scary looking alien monsters i've come to destroy your world and they all talk yeah. like that I'm like
1: really yeah. would you would, would you know <laughs> that's not yeah, what real and, villains talk and, like yeah, just to piggyback <laughs> off the look you just mentioned, like to me in the very first episode when they showed a the Shadow Can, to me they look freaking awesome. I don't mm-hmm. know if maybe they put more budget on the CG ness of them, because I thought it was I thought it was mostly CG in the first episode. But as about the so. time by the time we got to the fourth or fifth fifth episode, it seemed like the look dramatically changed and it was more mm-hmm. like I'm wearing a suit now. <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't I didn't like that it didn't look as sharp as it did in the first episode. So maybe they threw all their money on that mm-hmm. one. Uh, but yeah, uh, as far as them being an enemy, I thought they were very interesting again. I like the connection they had to, uh, Sophie Hopkins character. I thought that was cool. And I didn't really expect them to make, uh, I didn't expect the showrunners to make them a, uh, a enemy throughout. I thought they were just going to be like a one-off, you know, we might yeah. see again, but yeah, they really interweaved, uh, that enemy throughout the series.
2: Yep, I actually expected them to show up in the first and the last episode, and that'd be it. hmm right. You know, I figured by the end, they would come back and try to do something with the heart, and that would be the end, but not, like you said, throw, you know, show up throughout. Yeah. So
0: They've got the whole bunghole of the universe to reach into there, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Exactly
2: surely there's other more <laughs> So we got these
1: costumes we're going
2: to use them let's fight Look, yep, you know we only right. uh, which we still don't know at this point if they're going to be renewed for a second series which i hope oh. they do but i don't think the the announcement's been made yet whether or not they will like i said i hope they do but um you know yeah. we don't know that yet so it may have been well let's just you know if we only get one season let's go out with a bang perhaps and we already spent the money on the suits well let's use them yeah now so what,
1: go ahead I was just going to ask what do you guys think about the the d- Detained episode kind of the uh, breakfast club of class <laughs> uh-huh
0: yeah I mean every series has got to have its elevator drama is what I always call it in my classes you know it's it's an exercise. I mean, I have my I have my students do this, you know. Let's get your characters into a uh, conflict and then lock the door on them, you know. Yeah, um, my yeah. play Holmes and Watson is transparently that. I mean, the guys can't leave Baker Street, you know? That's <laughs> it it's easy, it's it's cheap. facile, it's <laughs> it, it's cheap and it's and I I was I was a little disappointed that they actually did it. I thought, really we're going to do the whole episode in here. And another you know, famous uh, trope of television is to have some kind of a convention through which people are forced to reveal their innermost secrets, <laughs> so we can get this character exposition done in a hurry. You know, uh, Star Trek, the original Star Trek series had it, and then the Next Generation had the same device used. And you know, and uh, it's it, it is it's. Uh, I want to say this is amateur hour writing. However, yeah. it's having done that it was very entertaining and i really i thought that the things the conflicts that they got into were were very interesting and at the end it just seemed like these people hate each other now yeah and it, it, that's something you, that they now have to deal with and so there were real consequences about it
1: yeah, it it definitely felt like like the truths that were told were not what i expected at all uh, <laughs> like april's character totally saying she's, she's not in love with ram and ram saying he loves her and you yeah. know the whole the charlie jordan i mean sorry charlie matisse uh thing with what he was <laughs> saying he was yeah you know it, it really brought out some things that i really did not expect at all and you couldn't really tell from the surface
2: all right so i, I i'm going to take it with another angle here i agree with what lee said about yes that's a you know a plot device a script device however if you look at it from or the way i'm looking at it from the perspective of we don't have the luxury of a knowing if we get a second season B Mm -hmm. we don't have 22 episodes like we do in the States. We don't have 13 episodes. We only have eight episodes. So you taking the context of let's find a way to expose a lot of story, expose a lot of facts, but do it in a way to where we can do that and reveal that and keep going this worked yeah. for me you know i agree that it is an elementary plot but it worked for me because it did allow you to find out all of the stuff that they had to deal with because even though they were in episode 7 technically they were only in just a minute fraction of of episode 7 <laughs> and then we and That's then great. guess what it's the season finale it's, it's uh, episode 8 so well, no
1: no well we we did see well we we did see why they were detained. We saw uh, that Miss Quill was off on our other another adventure at the very same time. Simultaneously. Uh,
2: right. Yeah.
1: So what did you guys think about the metaphysical engine thing I that did, I didn't like too much?
2: <laughs> I right, well before we say why we liked it, tell us why you disliked it.
1: Yeah. Um well again and I know this is a show and they can explain everything, but they don't really give any clue about like where it came from, or it's just this thing that we've got that we can figure out stuff with. And by that matter, the what's the other lady that came in that was just like, she was a safari on a safari. Yeah. Um, I don't remember yeah, her yeah. name. Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. she was the, uh, the member of the, um, Oh, whatever she Ms. Yeah. Uh,
1: well, the group, whatever group that is that we see at the end of the, the finale that are going to come back for season right. two if we get one. So, yeah, I thought they kind of just threw her in out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden she's just an important character. Miss, I um, wish they would have kind of. Miss Chapman?
2: Miss Chapman? Miss Chapman.
1: Oh, is Chapman. it Miss Ames? I can't remember. Uh, I can't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, that, that shows how they just threw her in there and we don't even remember her name because they kind of just, she kind of came, kinda came oh, out of nowhere. Right. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, it was important all of a sudden. Uh, but yeah, I mean, she played upon Miss Quill's emotions to get the thing out of her head um, so she can live a normal life, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, I, I thought that was an interesting episode. I don't really like the device that they use to kind of go to different places. Uh, it was a I guess it was more of a psychological thing in a lot of ways, but still, it wasn't wasn't my favorite device.
2: All right, so speaking of the device, I've been wanting to ask the two of you this question. Do we wonder, do we think that that device was a variation on a TARDIS?
0: That's how it struck me, that this is like a, a prototype bit of Time Lord technology or or just uh, uh, they turn 90 degrees off, because they're not going to any physical place, right? We're not going to any.
2: Correct. But every time they go into wherever they are, it's reminiscent TARDIS on the inside. You know, whenever they're Uh traveling to metaphysical place, it's reminiscent TARDIS, Uh you know. Yeah, I really thought
0: so. And and maybe just because it's obviously much bigger on the inside than down down on the outside. And things like that, but uh, I like the the idea though that um, there's really no place to sit or nothing to hang on to in there. Right. <laughs> I think that's kind of fun design, you know. It's like who would who would make something like that? It's, yeah, but, you know.
2: Well, you know, I've what I've found interesting about this particular are the are the, the the point that I really really liked about this particular episode was when you see. Uh, Miss Quill and I believe it's the uh, image of her god and this it's supposed goddess. to be goddess or whatever. Thank you. And uh, you are supposed to basically, when you are pregnant, you your your child eats you uh, for, for and <laughs> okay that you know weird, but hey, that that's what it was. And having said that, you've got that moment right before this goddess is. Basically killed that you see that moment of is she going to be kind is she going to show mercy and then yeah. of course she gets killed that 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 I don't want to say I enjoyed her getting killed but I like the way mm-hmm. they played that
1: yeah yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah I like that moment too
1: and and how convenient oh my 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 that uh, <laughs> in the episode we find out that the younger eat the mother that she herself gets pregnant no. Uh, <laughs> that just seemed a little too on on the nose for me. <laughs> <laughs> it took me by
0: surprise, so uh, yeah, yeah. But I, I like that because yeah, now she's got to ask herself, is this yeah. the end?
2: <laughs> yeah, is this yeah, the so. end? On top of that, your 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 your, we assume that it's a cha- sa- Blah blah. The father was a ch- shape changer.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. True. So which could what, be interesting. Right? Could be
0: interesting, right? right. And maybe that's going to save her.
2: So and who knows? <laughs> maybe maybe not all will be the lost. Speaking of the lost, that actually is the title of episode eight, the finale. That's right. Yeah. So, so we so, see Cortank Corak Corakinus, the the king, return and okay. is uh ready to start killing people.
1: Yeah. Wow. I did again game of thrones okay <laughs> uh Ram, ram's father uh ram's father gets uh killed as well as uh tanya's mother oh, so mother. yeah yeah so man from the get-go in this episode we found out that uh car that guy that Sh- shadow king, king guys, yeah there you go the king king is not playing um uh, but, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this episode. We also see the box that Charlie has that he's kind of been talking about this whole series and what it can do. A, bring back his people or B, destroy, uh, decimate a, an entire race, which, you know, I like how they kind of brought the whole uh, genocide thing into it. And should you do it? Shouldn't you do it? And, you know, it kind of made for some interesting uh, exchanges between him and uh in Matthias, uh, on whether he should actually use the device or not.
2: Yep. Um, Lee, what did you
0: think? Yeah, same thing. I, 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 always enjoy when, uh, uh, anything in the doctor who universe gets back to this question of whether or not it's okay to kill a whole race of people or anybody else for that matter. Uh, yeah. so here we are again and, um, yeah. And, and, and we've, uh, we've established Charlie's conflict about this from the beginning. And it's a major source of tension between him and Miss Quill. So um, it makes sense. As you say, if, if the show is only going to have eight episodes, we're going to have to deal with that one before the series ends. <laughs> so, so here it is in episode eight. It's like, oh, it's now or never, buddy.
2: So, well, well, we obviously know he uses it from watching it. But, you know, I have to give them kudos to how they ended the show or ended that particular episode with he, he uses the cabinet. We assume... That he and or Miss uh, and or April will be killed, and we then see April die as as so we thought, and uh-huh. we then see April wake up in the body of
1: the Shadow King. Oh man, my jaw dropped. Man, I'm like this girl cannot catch a break. Yeah, <laughs> she she's been handed it the whole Seriously. series, and and now the end on this note. I was like, man, poor girl.
2: <laughs> well you know, when, 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 you know, he was after all their friends or relatives and I'm seeing him after the uh, two brothers, I am actually thinking, Oh my goodness, please tell me that you're not going to butcher this child's entire family. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which I'm glad they didn't.
1: And also piggybacking off that, uh, Tanya, Tanya's, um, journey to fight at the last moment, I wish they would have kind of, uh, sprinkled that throughout the whole series instead of just, you know, saving it for the last episode. And all of a sudden you can fight now in 20 minutes. So, yeah.
2: you know, I'll, I'll spend that a little bit different. Clarence. I will actually say that for me, it worked a little bit because I saw that not as fighting as of a need to fight. I saw that as pure, uh, uh, um, purely being an outlet for the rage that she had for everything that had happened to her. You know, that that rage is what fueled her being able to, she was channeling the rage and the pain and the loss into being able to do the fighting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's how it played to me too. Yeah. I don't know. From go to not fighting and fighting shadow Ken, there's a bit of a a stretch for me. (laughs) Mm, Good point. Yes.
0: In
2: the real world, what would happen is she would die. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, you know, we've got Miss Quill. She's pregnant. We've got uh, April in a different body. We've got, you know, the shadow of, of, I mean, the cabinet of souls has been used. So now we've got um, our Mrs. Ames uh, returns to the governors that she has mentioned, and she goes back and is judged. By the uh, governors. And I will tell you this, at one point, or actually throughout, I intended or thought that the governors were actually going to be the Time Lords. Did anyone else feel that? No, and that's why
0: this this moment worked so well for me. Because I had really basically put this show's connection to the Doctor Who universe completely out of my mind. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Once the Doctor had had made his uh, appearance and sort of set things in motion and left, I said, okay, we're done with that.
2: Ha and, and on top of that, uh, we didn't see the doctor return in the eighth episode, which I actually intended that he probably would mm. come back.
1: And he yeah, didn't I thought I thought he would too. Mm. You know yeah, I, I didn't. Yeah.
2: So so she's ultimately murdered. So we're you know, were we sitting there, were we like weeping over her murder? Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> so dude strange. I I almost fell out my chair when I saw that. I was like, this is so great. Oh. So so you didn't blink, did you? Uh, well, I didn't, turn, I didn't turn my back,
2: you know. Okay, good. Because <laughs> lo and behold, these governors are working for the Weeping Angels. I guess. I guess. Yeah, who's yeah. working for who? For, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. And, and I thought, because how did they kill her? Don't they steal time? Meaning shouldn't they have sent her back in time rather than kill Mrs. Ames?
0: Yeah, it's not sure, and it's not clear how that works, but yeah,
2: you know, because to go go back to yeah. Amy and Rory uh mm-hmm. that, you know she was sent back, he was sent back to you know 1930s, New York or 19, whenever it was uh New mm-hmm. York, and they were in the present. So maybe yeah. maybe maybe that uh maybe that place that they were in exists outside of time and they were just able to drain yeah. I don't know. That's that, You remember the, yeah. the
0: tenth doctor said that that's that's what the angels do. They they make you live to death.
2: Right, exactly. <laughs> and, and with that they it looks like they just killed her. Yeah.
1: So who knows? A- Excellent setup for season two, though, because that uh, I was like, wow, I can't wait to watch the next episode because that was yeah. that was very shocking and out of the blue. <laughs> All
2: right, so guys, let me ask you a question. If you had to, I've got one for you too. So. Okay, I right, well, 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 well. Uh, since I'm always the question asker, I'm going to turn it to you. <laughs> What's your question?
0: Oh, uh, 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 Miss Quill. I mean, I, I we, we Clarence and I give you a hard time about being in love with Miss. <laughs> And uh, I gotta say, uh, I like Miss Quill a lot. Um, I'm more interested in Miss Quill than I kind of expected to be. So, um, anybody besides me, kind of kind of hot for Miss Quill? Isn't I totally like Miss
2: Quill. I I thought okay. uh, Clarence already knows this because he's already laughed at me, saying, "Oh well, I would have thought <laughs> okay. you." Yeah, I actually liked Miss Quill. I liked. I don't know. It Maybe it's something about you know the the evil characters that are not. That are flawed. I just think are so cool.
1: Yeah, and she's yeah, not well, yeah.
2: really evil to, in my mind. You know, in her mind, she's right, and Charlie's mind, he's right. Absolutely, yeah. You know, and depending on it who is, you know, you know. It, yeah, it is the the
0: the beautiful, the sexy, beautiful witch thing. I think that that Disney you know, touched <laughs> on a long time ago. You know, and they they've always figured out that there needs to be something a little magnetic, uh, something quite magnetic about them. Uh, but I mean, it doesn't mean you approve of them, but yeah. Anyway,
2: she's someone that, that I would want to see in an episode of Doctor Who. You know, I yeah. would I would love to see her. Uh, you know, I would love to see any of them. I would love to, for them to have an episode where they cross over, um, you know, into the Doctor Who proper. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, I I I think she out of if I had to rate who was my favorite out of the the students. I would have to take her out because I want to yeah. list her separately. And, and then there's some, you know another favorite that I have. So my question that I was going to ask you guys was, um, and Lee, since you just asked the question, I'll turn back to you. <laughs> Other than Miss Quill, who was your favorite? I'm, I'm really
0: drawn to Tanya. Uh, and it's and not just because of the remarkable performance of the actress, but I, I just find her story the most compelling. Um, I, I love the, the tension with her mother who, who is loving her to death and, um, you know, they're, they're not wrong, <laughs> but it's just very, it's very hard to be Tanya and to be younger than everybody else and to know she's smarter than everybody else in the room and to be in the midst of all this. And it's, uh, yeah, I, I just, I love that character. Love the way she's playing it.
1: And, um, I did not want her mother to die.
2: Exactly. All right, Clarence, it, who was your favorite?
1: Uh, Yeah, while while I like the progression of April, I really like Rom more as a character. Uh, We didn't talk about him a lot, but he had to, you know, he got his leg chopped off and his whole journey to try to recover from that and, you know, play a sport that he loved again. And just the whole um, uh, battle he had trying to overcome what he's seen and trying to get on and live his life, I thought was pretty good. So, I mean, I I really enjoyed, and I guess kind of identify with his character a lot. You know, he's the the sensitive jock that Mm -hmm. puts on puts on the facade for the world and is just really mostly a good character at at heart. So I I really like this character. What about you, Cal?
2: You know, uh, you know, we've already mentioned Miss Quill, but I'm actually going to agree. Uh, Rom was the one who I when. Well, let me say it this way. When I read the synopsis of their characters before it even got started, he was the one that I expected to like the least. And he actually turned out to be the one <laughs> that I liked the most because yeah. maybe it was the way it was portrayed, maybe it was the story. I'm not sure. You know, Maybe it was a combo of both. But I didn't expect to like him. And like I said, for everything you just mentioned, I found that I liked him best.
1: And you know what? It, it's so funny because by the end of the series, it's like every one of these Jokers have, is a tortured soul. They all have gone through mm-hmm. some very bad stuff. But yet still, they're, they kind of survive at the end, which is, man, mm-hmm. people, parents dying left and right, losing parts, losing hearts, <laughs> the whole nine. <laughs> all right. Go <laughs> back inspired. to
2: 2008. Go back to yeah. Journey's End and The Stolen Earth. And listen to Davros basically tell the Tenth Doctor, you take them and you make them uh, into your own uh, warriors or your own soldiers. And, yeah. you know, and in a way, that's unfortunately one thing that's true. You do, you, because of your ex, you know, when you're exposed to the doctor, you are exposed to also to danger. And so, too, true was for them as well. It's what happens so yeah you know this is
0: uh, almost off topic about rom but how cool is it that he decided to confide in his father and that his father is then completely down with it i i just love that about the the nature of their family that rom's father could say all right i understand now <laughs> what oh, are we yeah. gonna do
1: also like yeah. when the when the shadow can portal opens and his father like yeah. jumps through it and then april's father yeah. like Takes a second look before he does it. I thought was right. hilarious. Right? Like, is, is that
0: what we do? Is that? Yeah.
2: <laughs> no, it's not what you do. <laughs> yeah, that's what that guy does. Exactly. Yeah. A lot of good moments. A lot. And I yeah. really, 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 really hope uh, that there is a season or series or however you want to call it, number two. So, best best wishes to the cast and crew of Class. Indeed. 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 All right, well, guys, uh, I think we pretty much uh, can conclude this particular class uh, session. So, if I, I'm not going to come up with any more corny <laughs> sayings here, <laughs> but I was wrong. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, Clarence, I know you <laughs> are saved by the bell. Is that what you're saying? Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <thank you. laughs> All right. So, Clarence, you are also regularly appearing on another podcast. So, and, as we wrap up, so tell everybody where else. People can find you.
1: Yes, uh, just visit Techpedition.com com to check out the other show I do. That's T E C H P E D I C O I dot com. Well, I see, even I'm missing it lovely. <laughs> but yes, that's techpedition dot com. Uh, tech an expedition without the ex on the front, but yeah, put it together. Um, yeah, do that and check it out. We have a bunch of shows up. We're starting our season two, uh, a few months back and we're, uh, we are up to episode five. We recently did episode on roll one. Uh, check that out. It's really good. And also, uh, episode four, we kind of talk about ghosts in the shell at the end. And it's a very good discussion about race, um, uh, and characters in Hollywood. All right. Good so,
2: deal. Well, Lee and I can also be found on Doctor Who Podshock. Uh, You know, we've not had as many Doctor Who Podshocks in 2016 because guess what? We've not had, but oh, (laughs) we've not had any so far Doctor Who's in 2016. So uh, we'll be back regularly on Doctor Who Podshock. But Lee, you are also working on something else that either, depending on when this is going out, will either be out soon or is currently out and that is called or or could have fizzled
0: fizzled in the distant past so who knows who knows yeah you can you can you can find me and my stuff at relativitypodcast.com and on my uh, ever-expanding personal site at shacklefordfreelance.com
2: good deal good deal well as always we welcome your feedback you can send us a message to uh, discussing who at gmail.com you can record an audio file send that to us you can also send it to us via voicemail at 805-850-3946 so since we have finished up class i think we've covered everything and the way we usually end is by saying and we'll say it again we are out of here
0: Send us your feedback to discussingwho at gmail.com, or if you'd like, simply record a voice message and send that to us via your smartphone, tablet, or computer. We want to hear from you.